Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to fight a, a cold, you could say. A cold, you say? Do you mean yeah. like McGregor's syndrome in Batman and Robin? Oh my god, that's a horrible pun. That was a horrible <laughs> pun. Yeah. And I I just need to drink like a bottle of orange juice. That's all. I'm Why like, do you think they called it McGregor's syndrome? Do you think that was named after like a cast member or crew member or something with the last name McGregor? Yeah, I think everyone just really liked D-Wayne McGregor. I think that's oh, all yeah. it comes down to. I've got the McGregor syndrome. In 1997. Right, like two years before Star Wars. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say when he hadn't even played Obi-Wan Kenobi. I guess he was in stuff. Had but... he... What was train spotting? He might have been in that already. <laughs> that was 1996. <laughs> that was 96. So, hey. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> people so people the, have the Ewan McGregor like, syndrome. like, wow. That I've was got, such a great movie. I've Let's got the Ewan McGregor syndrome right now him. because I really want to see an Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> Like it, yeah, movie. Like we it, should start. <laughs> we should start that hashtag, McGregor syndrome. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Twelfth Level Intellects. This is a DC Animated Universe podcast hosted by the Watchtower Database. My name is James Drecker, and I'm Ted Kendrick. Although, according to the uh, Northwest Association of Performing Arts. Uh, my name is either James Stretcher or James Streaker, so take your pick. Oh, <laughs> that's the uh, marching band circuit. We just finished competitions with our with the high school that I teach, and uh, no one could announce my name correctly. But then they announced my sister's name perfectly both times. It's the same name. That same happens. Last name. Yeah, Ted Te- Kendrick's <laughs> not my name. You gotta deal with it. Everyone's always surprised to learn my multiple names, but. How do you, your name is very phonetically spelled, like, oh, thank you. I guess mine is too, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's a compliment. <laughs> your name just has that phonetic quality. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't hear that enough. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, I was just going to say our main, what our main topic today is, but we'll get to that. You, well, you're probably no already spoilers. seeing it on the episode title. Yeah, yeah. Finally, they say... We're doing a DCAU episode on the DCAU podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go first with news because I'm so excited. Sweet. What's your uh, guy? <laughs> uh, the Gotham by Gaslight trailer came yeah. out. Yeah. Finally, like a, a real one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks pretty good. The uh, I still haven't read the comic before the movie comes out like I want to, but I have several months to do so, so I'm going to do that. Even though I prob- pretty much probably know what happens, I'm yeah. going to guess that Jack the Ripper's killing people, and then Batman's like, don't do that, and then he stops him. But there's probably some cool stuff in between. Yeah, there, there <laughs> definitely is. I actually can't remember if I finished it. I, uh, I know I started reading it, and it was really, really good, but I, I don't remember how it ends. I need to. I need to reread um, it. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, I'm, I'm. I've talked about this before. That I. Um. So so on the like adapting these exact comic books because I just want to see new things. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lo- the animation looks good. It doesn't look really a lot like the comic. But what can you do? 
Yeah, well, the original comic was drawn by Mike Mignola, who is known for Hellboy. And, like, Hellboy's even been animated before. Like, he's got some animated films. Yeah. And so that, like, his style is really easy to adapt. And I think Mignola also drew the um, character design for Mr. Freeze in Batman the Animated Series. So Right. So he's got, like, his style is just lends itself to that. And the writer of the original comic, Brian Augustine, is um, one of my favorites. He wrote a run on The Flash in the late 90s. Like, around the time Grant Morrison and Mark Wade were doing their stuff. But Brian Augustine's done some really cool cool things with The Flash. I think he's the guy who created Savitar. I could be wrong, but I think he oh, created Savitar, okay. the character. Yeah. But he wrote... Yeah, well, like everyone's... All the, uh, whenever someone's like, ooh, why don't they just draw it, like, exactly like the comic, and then every, all the producers will be like, oh, it's so difficult to, to fluidly animate such a stylized thing, that's why we have to, like, amalgamate it with, you know, Bruce Timmy-looking kind of stuff, but the, uh, why don't the- you just try... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, just to like use an example, like the Superman Batman movies in particular, like Public Enemies and then Apocalypse, mm-hmm. they were both. Those look pretty much exactly like the. Yeah. Like Ed McGuinness um... and then Michael Turner for Apocalypse. Like they, yeah, they tried. That's, I, I remember that being like one of the best um, adaptations mm-hmm. of a comic book art style. Um, but of course, Darwin Cook yeah, and I'm New sure Frontier. Th- that's a really good one too. Right. And, yeah. um, Frank well, that White. one's like th- those are both very clean and streamlined already. Mm-hmm. So I guess that that makes sense to why they. But even yeah. like, um, I was gonna say uh, Frank Whiteley from All Star Superman. I thought they did a good job yeah, with his yeah. stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's true. The, I, I like those ones for that reason. I don't know about this or Killing Joke or whatever, where they just turn it into Brian Bowen's more of a cartoon. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, this movie is coming out February of next year. They're they're ramping up like marketing for it so early. I'm sure that we'll get more and more over time. But it's three months like they early. Have a full trailer. It's not that early. I guess that's true. It's still just it feels far away because there's an eight at the end of the year instead of a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. But yeah. That's that's that. No, that's exciting. I read in the, in the news that uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, we talked a little bit oh, about last Rock, episode, yeah, how he was cast as Black Adam in uh, the Shazam mm-hmm. movie. Well, news reports say that he is actually going to appear much sooner in the DCU. He's going to be in Suicide Squad two, Black hmm. Adam. Yeah, okay. Maybe is the main antagonist. I don't know, but yeah, because that'd be a weird like just inclusion on the team or something. But yeah. I don't know if he's been on the team before. No, no. Well, he's been on like the Secret Society. Like he's worked with yeah, like yeah. Lex Luthor, Deathstroke, and like, but as a leader, like he's usually in their like, you know, inner circle. So he's mm-hmm. like in in books like Fifty Two, like the original Fifty Two Weekly series. Like he's really set up to be like a um, this just. Uh, I don't know. He's he's a ruler of this kingdom. You know, he's he's almost like dark yeah, side level, a, but but on Earth, like he. But he's he's, a, he's seen like, warlord. Yeah. yeah, he's a warlord. That's a good way to say it. Um, but he's generally like um, respected by his people too. It's just the outside world don't quite get along with his. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like his ruling style is from another another era. You know, like. Well, re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so I kind of see that maybe like the Suicide Squad being used by the government to like infiltrate Kondak or something. And I maybe they like, uh, oh, we got to have a villain people know instead of whatever that man enchant man chantress was <laughs> in Suicide Squad that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, who's from like, like one comic. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think he would make a, a much better, yeah, villain for them to fight instead of part of the team. Because if he's if it's part of the team, it'll just be a, a Fast and the Furious family. Oh, we're uh-huh. we're just brothers. We're all <laughs> we're kind just, of thing. And and yeah. just two brothers. Seen that already. I can throw lightning, and you're a crocodile. There we're just <laughs> we're just all family here. <laughs> um, but yeah, he would make a he'd make a fun like. They have to fight him, and then he can do all his rock quips and whatever, and it'll it would be more normal. Although I don't know if he should do that as Black Adam. No, but, you know, he's no, gonna... he shouldn't. <laughs> he really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna keep saying Aquaman-y, my man, kind of stuff. That's and that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the most. That's the thing I'm worried about the most with Justice League. To be honest, is just Aquaman's dialogue. <laughs> It's I'm worried just, about the Flash. The Flash's dialogue over anyone else. I'm mm. worried he's going to be just know, comic relief. That's landed better for me in the trailers than well, the trailers. Aquaman, he's but... he's always talking about how he just like he doesn't fight. He just runs really fast and steals mm-hmm. things. You know, so I'm worried like that's the thing. Like he doesn't fight. He's just like the comic relief and runs really fast. Well, yeah. The there was a inter- I have been watching a bunch of interviews with the cast. Ah! Excuse me, people. Excuse me. And the uh, yes, that was that was a burp. was a reaction um, at watching the interviews with the cast. Yeah, I was <laughs> the interview and I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> there was a thing with Ezra Miller. He was talking about that he never actually gets named as the Flash in the movie. He's just Barry. He's just a guy. Um, he doesn't he because he's like super new to the. Um, thing by the way we'll have seen the movie by the time that you hear this but we this is we currently have not seen the movie don't we see the flash in full costume in the suicide squad for like a second Mm -hmm. so yeah but i don't think anyone calls him the flash like i think they just you just see him i don't know what about like lex Luthor's files like the files that um that i was i watched batman vs superman yesterday and all the files are called like Red on red underscore streak or something like that. Like he doesn't have an actual code name yet. The red streak is probably from like some multiverse version of the Flash. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that's a thing. The streak. Well, that's Tom just Durbin, as good. Catman. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. The uh, <clears throat> well, he was like the blur or something like that on the CW uh-huh. one. So there's and just like Arrow was the hood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They did that stuff for way too long. And I was like, oh, they're going to very fluidly transition into Green Arrow. And then some one day he just said, the Arrow is dead. Now I'm the Green Arrow. And it didn't make any sense. It's just random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you had wide eyes for a second. What are you, what are you afraid of? You <laughs> the look... gr- color green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I guess, did you, did you say a... A news thing? I'm so tired. Yeah, no, mine was Black Adam. Black Adam <laughs> oh, being right. in Suicide okay. Squad too. I've got another okay. piece of news. Um, I do too. But, okay, you go you first, know. after you. 
Well, we were talking about Justice League stuff, and this isn't really news. I guess it was just an interesting article I came up or came upon. Uh, the title of the article is Jason Momoa confirms an intriguing link between Aquaman's Justice League backstory and Man of Steel. Um, and there, there was like a fan theory for a while for no reason that when in Man of Steel, when you see Superman floating in the water and there's whales nearby, they're like, oh, Aquaman sent whales because there can't possibly just be whales. And apparently that has been confirmed by Jason Momoa that he saved Superman from drowning in that scene. Wow. And I don't know if that's just Jason Momoa saying like, yep, you're right. <laughs> my man <laughs> i did that yeah, yeah or if it's just or if it's actually like something that they thought through and that's kind of cool they do that yeah. a lot in the marvel uh cinematic universe too i think like their fan theories this will thing was come also up happening and, yeah. yeah yeah and they'll just be like you're right and mm. who knows if they thought yeah, like about the, that or not but yeah like the spider yeah that little kid that iron man saves is peter parker yeah whatever, yeah yeah, yeah. But it's this seems so unnecessary by comparison. He there's just whales. It's fine. There can be whales. You don't need <laughs> Aquaman. Uh, there was a there was an airplane in this movie that it's Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Well, you know it's she could have been in jet. It's just she could have been in every movie if it's the invisible jet. That's very true. She could Although be in... you just see her body floating through the sky. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> if you're going by Super Friends, yeah. Anyway, that was just something that I came across because it seemed like a worthy talking topic, but it's not really because it's stupid. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's cool. I I hope that's real. It adds another layer to the scene. That's kind of cool. Um. Well. Yeah. I... Sure. I was gonna bring <laughs> cool. up. I was going to bring up again, um, we talked a little bit about Harvey Weinstein a couple weeks ago, but that kind of news just keeps spreading and it's affecting DC Comics mm-hmm. a lot in, um, mm-hmm. in, in comics, TV and film. So in the comics world, Eddie Berganza, who is an editor on the Superman books for years, he's been editing metal right. and he's had uh, multiple allegations of sexual harassment come up even in the past um, and they did get news before and he was demoted, but BuzzFeed wrote an article about him last week. Is this the guy that's heading over week. to Marvel now? He's heading over to where? Isn't there some guy that's leaving DC for Marvel or vice versa? Uh, uh, no, 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 that's unrelated. But that's um, you're thinking of Brian oh, Brian Michael Bendis. He's leaving Marvel for okay. DC, but he's just a writer who's switching over. He's not harassing nah, anybody, not. as far as we know. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but he's Eddie, clean. yeah, Eddie Braganza has gotten just straight up fired. Uh, he is gone now. He's absolutely oh. gone. But he's been working there for thirty years, and he's actually been <laughs> kind of like a main force there at the DC Comics offices for getting books out on time and on schedule. And so now mm. that he's gone, it's um, apparently there's going to be a lot of cancellations and setbacks and stuff in the next like the c- next coming months. Um, we're going to probably see some books no longer get published just because during the new 52, they were all about getting the books out on time and on schedule. And Eddie Braganza was a huge part of that. Um, yeah, I'm not, well, I, yeah. I guess I would prefer him to be gone for the reasons that he's gone and have to deal with 
Yeah, the yeah. fallout of that. Oh, the, totally. You know. I, I'm just, I guess, rationalizing that could be the one reason why he's been kept around yeah. for so long, you know? <laughs> I he, suppose, yeah. He gets him out on time. But anyway, so he's in the comics realm. We've got Andrew Kreisberg, who's a showrunner of Supergirl and the Flash. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's also <laughs> been accused of sexual harassment. Uh-huh. And and a lot of the um, the CW stars like um, uh, you know everybody from from Legends Arrow the Flash Supergirl they've all been speaking yeah. out um, about it and he I believe I have to wonder how much this stuff has been going on like and yeah. everyone's just aware of it but then they just go like yeah whatever or if it's stuff That's, that yeah like, come into this closet real quick and no one knows about it it's like, a, a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's definitely known about, but it's a matter of like, you know, what can you do? And now that like, yeah. we're just seeing this wave of, um, of people just not putting up with it anymore. And that's amazing. Um, so at least better. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad. Late I'm upset ever. to see all this, but I'm glad that it's being talked about and happening and whatever. Exactly. So the last one was Brett Ratner, who is um, the the main oh, force behind Rat Pack. Yeah, he's he's kind of known X-Men for X Men Last Stand. Yeah, he directed <laughs> X Men Last Stand, and so Ellen Page, um, who From was Superman Return. No, no, that was uh, Brian's the other one. Singer. I yeah. know, I know. Anyway, it's the other X Men guy. Ellen Page wrote this huge letter straight to Facebook, um, condemning oh, Brett Ratner for the harassment that she suffered on set. He uh, he outed her prematurely. He basically told another actress, like, why don't you just sleep with her and make her realize she's gay already? And, like, said shit like that on set. <sighs> Pretty horrible guy. Gal Gadot. I've never had... liked Brett Redner, Brett Redner to Brett... begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag he's... Brett Redner. <laughs> <laughs> That's about his. But, yeah. Change his name to be more douchey. <laughs> make it fit, make it fit yeah. the guy. Uh, but Gal Gadot said that she would not do a Wonder Woman sequel if he was still mm-hmm. attached in any capacity. So it seems like he is out. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like I like her using that uh, not blackmail, but this that power, I guess, to be like oh, yeah, star power. No, get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his yeah. company Rat Pack has had a deal with uh, WB for the last like couple of years uh, to finance <coughs> like they financed over twenty different films. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from like Mad Max Fury Road to um, Batman vs Superman was in yeah was all, all the DC too. movies Lego Batman um, yeah tons of stuff so. yeah and not just yeah uh, I didn't, not just superheroes I yeah. yeah I heard the the Rat Pack name amongst all of this stuff they're but financing I didn't know group about it and then we were watching the movie film financing yeah, and then that yeah. came up on mm-hmm. the credits. yeah well there it sounds like such a douchey name to begin with like it just makes me think of the the actual rap, like the and he's uh, had know. a yeah, he's had a uh, reputation. Uh, the rap pack, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, if, Frank Sinatra and all of them guys. If my dad's listening, he appreciates the, the shout out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Ted, Mr. Kendrick. That's uh, the <laughs> yeah, the uh, he. It weren't, weren't like Frank Sinatra and all those guys. They're 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 the era that they're from. I'm sure they like did stupid like slap women's butts as they walked by bunches that kind of stuff all the time. So yeah, <laughs> it just adds the douchiness layer to the name. Yeah, the rap pack. Well, there those men were a product of their times, but you know it's still not appropriate. 
Um, but yeah, Brett Ratner, he's been known in like Hollywood circles for being a douchebag for years, though. Yeah. It's again like not not a secret. So. Yeah, mostly just stuff you hear about people not enjoying working with him. But now it's oh, but also he's just the way he is <laughs> is not okay. Yep, he's a horrible dude. I I'm not. I don't. I definitely don't defend anything that anyone anyone that has been accused of that kind of stuff has done. I just, I wonder though how many times this is going to sound terrible. So, but I wonder how many times there's just like since all this stuff is coming out, I wonder if there's anyone that's just been like maybe one time like they said something that they shouldn't have like just a sexist comment like in yeah. passing. And then, then an article will come out and be like, so-and-so is a fucking predator. And then, like, oh, God, I got wrapped up in this stuff. I don't think yeah. that that's happened to anyone so it, far, but so I do wonder when the one, that will happen. The I one guess. that comes to mind is George Takei, because he was accused of something just oh, the other yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played uh, Sulu in the original Star Trek. You all know George Takei. Um, so <laughs> someone accused him of um, making a move on him, uh, unwanted move, about 30 years ago. And then, yeah. but like George is just like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't remember him. <laughs> so it's kind of a bad reply, but it's also like, I don't know, maybe it was a date gone wrong. That's the only case yeah. that's like, you want to believe George. Fox News has been like using this as kind of a yeah. liberals do it too. Like, it's not just like yeah, Weinstein and Trump and whoever, you know, but like. Yeah, get off our backs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if he said, it, that sounds horrible from the outside, if like if if George Takei did something to you or like toward you that you that stuck with you for that long, and then he went, oh, I don't even know who that guy is. Like that makes yeah. it even worse. Yeah, but yeah. If it really was just like you saw him at a convention and then he went like, oh hello, and then you the oh, oh George Takei tried to hit on me and then <laughs> like made a big deal out of it. But if it's worse than that, then then it's worse than that. Yeah. And it, we have no way of knowing. Right. And I, who knows who can say for sure besides them, but it seems like they, they were like out on a date or something and it didn't out. It almost no. seems like a date gone wrong. <laughs> and like I hate to like, you, man, I don't want to excuse yeah, no. <laughs> that. Yeah. No, I, no. I don't know, but it was the yeah. I love you man thing. He was just on a friend date and then he tried to kiss. Right. Him. But he's been denying it. He's, he's known for being like, you know, He's got really liberal views, and Fox News just like took that right. as an opportunity to be like, "Well, what about this guy?" Because that's what they do. Instead of like yeah. explaining why the behavior is wrong, they'll be like, "Well, what about this one? Is it any worse yeah. than this one? Let's talk about this one instead." Yeah. Uh, the oh well. also just randomly t- random segue, I guess, tangent thing. Does the George George Decay's Facebook page? bothers me nowadays <laughs> i i liked his page like years ago because i was like oh that's cool like george takei a celebrity i know is posting funny opinions and things but i also like his husband's uh facebook page and they post the exact same thing every day as each other like with the same wording and you can they, tell it's just like a marketing team that's they, just doing they it definitely for do yeah you yeah. know it's like he's admitted but that they have one just, yeah. yeah yeah it just makes me sad yeah why can't everyone just devote their time like us? We're the best people. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> yeah, we do fine. Um, okay, that's the stuff. That's the news. News things. Mm-hmm. Newsers are done. Um, today we're going to be talking about some DCAU fan theories. This is kind of uh, the thing that we started doing this 12th Little Intellects thing for in the first place a couple of years ago. Uh 
is we just said like Ted at that time Ted and I had known each other for a long time but had barely spoken on anything like we uh we live in completely different parts of the united states like especially like right now we're just over google hangouts talking uh he's in north carolina and i'm in oregon that's right there's no yeah we're never in the same room as each other so the all the time that we did these recordings you can find some on the youtube channel we did a few on like Harley Quinn's grandchildren and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but they, the to me, it's so cringy to listen to because we just have no like rapport. We have like we've barely talked to each other uh, vocally at that point, so we're we're just kind of like, um, yeah. What do you uh, think about this? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Remember uh, maybe... this thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember. And so there, yeah. There's just a bunch of. Stuff that we did not ever get to. There's so many. I, I had ended up just Googling DCAU fan theories and just found a, a ton of them that I didn't know anyone was even talking about these shows except for us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we recorded a handful of them, but we, there was a lot that we never got to. And we were going in order by like category, like all the ones that you've seen so far, if you've watched any of them, are all family-related. Like, oh, is so-and-so this guy's son? Mm-hmm. Are these guys related? And blah, blah, blah. And, but I, I, I went through the list and picked out, like, three or four, I think, that are not in, like each other at all. Because I think that'll be more interesting to jump between topics instead of just continuing the same thing we've been doing already. That sounds good um, to me. Yeah. We'll so probably do one, we'll probably uh, do more of these in the future too. We'll do like DC yeah, yeah, yeah. fan this theories is part two. Definitely part one of of many. There's um these are all also I never wrote down <laughs> the source that I got these from. I should have, but they're all just from like Reddit posts and Tumblr blogs and people's the people's internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I apologize if if anyone out there is listening to this who came up with this theory and don't get you don't get credited. Um, we didn't come up with any of these. We're just going to discuss them and the validity on with our twelfth level intellect genius knowledge of the the cartoons and such. Yeah, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, someone came up with a theory that Luthor's Brainiac visions. This is JLU season three uh, when he keeps seeing Brainiac mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, the Legion of Doom playing season. with his head. Yeah, the theory is that it's Grodd messing with his mind, and they're not actually there because Grodd can do that. He can. Um, I had never thought of that um, as because you know it, it, it's supposed to narratively be that Luthor part. You know, he be, he was one with Brainiac for a, f- a little bit at the end of JLU season two, and then he gets burst out of that by the flash and then he's like having these visions of brainiac while he's escaping from jail and presumably in jail and stuff like that as if brainiac is still inside of him a wee bit enough to talk to him um Mm. but uh this theory is that he never was actually still there he's completely gone and that in order for lex to join grod's secret society grod puts Brainiac visions in his head to like coax him into agreeing to do it because Grodd has the piece of Brainiac that he's offering Luthor. It, it makes sense, uh, and I yeah, never thought I of it that way. Um, but when we rewatched JLU recently, I think it works really well because, like, as soon as he throws Grodd out the airlock at the end, he says, like, I can't hear Brainiac's voice in my head anymore, or whatever, uh, as if that's connected. Yeah, um, yeah, it so, very well could be. Um, 
does Grodd need the his telepathic helmet to induce those, or does it get to a point where he's strong enough to do it without it? I forget if he's wearing no. that. He's not wearing that in that season. No, he as soon after, as soon as his initial episode, Brave and the Bold, is over, like Flash uh-huh. bangs on the helmet, and then it short circuits, and then he has like his own. Just he can just have mind control powers without, without using the, the helmet. helmet gotcha. From that point on. Cool. So yeah, no, I totally can see that. Um, there was another thing. I, I kind of just bullet pointed reasons, pros and cons for these. Um, Brainiac, when he's talking to Lex, he's he's Brainiac is very like we can be together again, kind of a thing. Which Brainiac it seems like he would never say stuff like that. Like uh-huh. it's not written in the same tone as usual so that kind of goes along with that because he doesn't really value people he values knowledge so it's like it's you know it doesn't make sense for him to want to be bond bonded with lex as a person because he he used him to get that um nanotech body the the meso body right yeah so yeah it was it's all just lex wants it and yeah he Brainiac wants to be a yeah, guy. Brainiac would just, yeah, yeah. Brainiac was just using that as a platform. Um, the only the only thing that it says it's against this is uh, that someone had come up with was that <clears throat> in the Great Brain Robbery, when he and when Luthor and Flash switch brains, Grodd is in a like it says psionic dampening prison is what it says. But he's in the like. Mm-hmm. thing he's in a big old thing where he's connected to whatever machine it's so it's limiting can... his powers yeah yeah but that whole episode you never see any brainiac um visions so that doesn't mean anything like it, it would also <laughs> it just, it yeah it would be the flash it. wouldn't have those visions right because it's yeah, a flash's if, if, brain he doesn't care about brainiac yeah, <laughs> yeah it would it would it would it would uh, go toward the validity of them actually being visions if Flash in Luthor's body started seeing Brainiac, or if Bra- if Luthor in Flash's body was still talking to Brainiac, or something like that. Right, right. Like it that that seems like it'd be more of a bigger plot point uh, if it was a real thing, because then he just suddenly stops hearing Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, so I I like this one. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, it also like <laughs> even if he was in a, this like psionic dampening prison, he could have it could be like kind of an inception effect where he already planted the thought, so now Luthor continues to, right. to go yeah there. <laughs> yeah that's true. Maybe yeah, yeah he's always he, it's just on his mind from now on. Except that it goes away as soon as Grodd dies. Right. Right. That right. yeah. Which also there's we have one listed on here about Grodd not dying uh when he gets sent out there pushed out the airlock because you never see him actually die and it's a comic book stuff and whatever but i think just that alone the brainiac thing plays into yeah no he died because right <laughs> if he's still alive why would the stuff stop but so, you know it reminded me know. of this scene from um from jla in the late 90s uh it was one grant morrison wrote he had a second injustice gang that was led by luthor and um people like queen b prometheus and the general were on that team mm-hmm. and there's a scene where the general gets pushed out of the justice league uh watchtower into space and so mm-hmm. it's just like rod he's like floating into space and then we see mm-hmm. him again like <clears throat> issues later issues later and he's just chilling on an asteroid just like crouching there <laughs> so it's like he's still Ooh. very much alive <coughs> and i guess he just has like a similar body type to grod that's kind of why i think like i guess yeah. it's possible in comic <laughs> book world but yeah 
Yeah, the general character in the DCAU is pretty muddled, uh, if you including all the comics and stuff, because they did a General Eiling turns into the general thing in the, right. the Justice League Adventures comics, and it was completely different from the cartoon. Uh, but in the JLU comics, the general looks pretty similar to how he does in the cartoon, and he keeps showing up. Yeah, there's one where he bursts into the watchtower from just randomly being in space. They, I'm pretty sure they so. must just like to put him in the space. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there. you're totally right. That's the Blue Beetle issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what so, it is in the comics, he um, General Eiling ends up like transferring his mind to the body of um, the oh, what's it called? The the Shaggy Man. That's what's called. It's yeah. For you know the Shaggy Man, it's like one of the Justice League's like original enemies that they fought in the 60s right yeah it's yeah, just yeah. this big like sasquatch looking creature yeah <laughs> and so like the general takes over that body and then he shaves all his hair so that's why right. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so he's yeah. not shaggy in the cartoon he just basically is the hulk instead so. exactly yeah well that's cool all right that's that one um let's see I had a couple other ones that we wanted to maybe discuss. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to come back to this one at the end because it's my, it's an interesting one. But the uh, here's one that I don't totally agree with, but isn't a lot of these are just people find like one tiny thing, like oh, one time Joker said ham sandwich, so he must be a ham sandwich. Like all this just stupid stuff that doesn't make any are you, sense. Are you telling me Joker's <laughs> a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's he has been all along. It's all been in wow. Batman's head. Um, <clears throat> but this one is uh, uh, Phantasm has supernatural powers. Hmm. Is the is the title of this? Uh, instead of so Andrea Beaumont spoilers. If you haven't seen Mask of Phantasm, <gasps> how have you not? Uh, so the 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 pros for this are um, she can teleport with smoke. She can speak to the dead, which I don't fully agree with. Um, which I think what they're well, talking she, about is like when she's talking to her mom. She or does. Something. She does speak to the dead, but she. I don't think she speaks with the dead. <laughs> I don't think the dead speaks back to her. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has that power. In fact, uh, <laughs> but uh, what are the? Oh, uh, so to back this up, I guess uh, there's a line where she says, or the um, Arthur Reeves asks her like, "How is your old man?" or whatever when they're at dinner, and she says like, "Oh, we're closer than ever." Even though I think that's because dead. she's. I think she's wearing a necklace of his fingernails around her the entire time that you don't see. What she's like wearing? She's like <laughs> skinned him and is like wearing his his skin. Uh, under the costume. What, what are you? The McGregor syndrome's <laughs> getting to your head, Ted. Is, that's pretty disgusting. That's just my um, own fan theory for what that oh means. My God. Well, we never, we never not. I thought you see were that. going off something serious. <laughs> we don't know that she's not wearing a locket of fingernails. <laughs> um, okay, well. Um, <laughs> All we know is they're closer <laughs> than ever. <laughs> yeah, see so the scene when in the flashback when uh, we see Joker leave their house and she runs in and screams. She immediately dons his skin and then she's just wearing it for the rest of the movie. Yeah, because she's so that makes total sense. She's so excited. She's That's like, how somebody the... gave me yeah this dad skin. Yeah, cool. No, that's what? weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why she fills out the phantasm costume to look more manly is because she's wearing her exactly. dad's body. Exactly. This is a much better fan theory than the real <laughs> one. Um, 
Did you? Did you already say? Did you already say that she could teleport with smoke? Did we already talk about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is there like but a? That's where, is there ever a way? Because I know in uh, the Batman and Robin Adventures Annual, we actually yeah. see a flashback to where she and the Joker disappear at the end of yeah, Phantasm. Yeah. Is it just like uh, I forget? Yeah, how she that just scene has goes. like pockets of some kind of smoke like thing in her glove that just shoots smoke out. And That's it's, all. It did is. they just like go down into the sewer, like the same yeah, sewers? Yeah, that that one time. Yeah, the one because at the end of the movie. She, you know, the Joker's laughing while everything's on fire, right. and then she, the swirl of smoke, and then she just poof away, and then it's, yeah, in the comic sequel part, it's revealed that she dropped down into, like, a manhole that they were just standing on top of. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think Batman would be like, oh, there's a manhole right here, that's where they went, and there's no manhole in the actual movie, you know, just... Yeah. But every other time that she does it in the movie... There's nothing there. Like one time, it's on a rooftop with Batman. I mean, he could she could have just leapt over the edge, I guess, or something stupid. But it does seem more. Maybe it's just supposed to be for the character. um, You know, for you to be like, oh, this is such a creepy character that it looks like it's disappearing. But Mm. Batman does that all the time too. He just so you turn around and then he's gone. So right. eh, I'm sure whatever. Yeah. My, I've always thought Ninjas. that he's he just like jumps behind like a trash compactor, just waits for them to leave, and then he yeah, he actually like, leaves. Like the Pete Holmes uh, college humor sketches. Yeah, like, I can yeah, see you. You're like, right there. What uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Those are pretty good. So I don't know. I don't think. I mean, it's pretty much canon that she does not have supernatural powers. She's just a person that's trained like Batman has trained. So. That's just like saying Batman has supernatural powers because he dresses like a bat and also does disappearing acts and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, well, she, as the a only character, thing... was based off of, um, uh, who was it? The Reaper. The Reaper from Batman Year Two. Yeah. And yeah. the Reaper, it was like a really similar story, um, but the Reaper was like, mm-hmm. it would have been Carl Beaumont. Like, he was the father in mm-hmm. that story mm-hmm. instead, but... I think that was probably part of the red herring in the movie is if you've read that comic, then you're going to, oh, it's, I know who it is. And then it's not. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a, a character from Teen Titans in the early 90s uh, who's called Phantasm. Danny Chase is his name. He was created by Marvel of Men. And he do, he looks like kind of similar to Andre Beaumont, but he, he does have telekinesis. And He's transgender. Um. Maybe, but... <laughs> I don't know for sure about that, but but yeah, he's at least telekinetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um. Oh, okay. Well, then he actually does have powers. Yeah. The uh, when I, when, uh, when I showed my sister Mask of the Phantasm, uh, a few months ago, I it always like just kind of plays into how good the movie is. Um. Whenever yeah. I show someone and they don't catch on that 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 it's Andrea. And then as soon as, you know, Joker's, like, says... I can't remember exactly what he says, but about, like, oh, you're you're the girl. And then she's like, oh, so you figured it out and throws the cape yeah, off and then it's yeah. Andrea. And I wrote, oh, my God, I had no idea. Because they do so many different, like, Batman thinks he's figured it out that it's Carl um, and that he'll confront him pretty soon or whatever. Right, but right. then 
Yeah. But to me, it all, it, it seems so obvious. I mean, obviously I've seen the movie like 600 times, but it seems as the phantasm shows up in town as soon as Andrea shows up in town. Like, Actually before Andrea shows up in town. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. She's, she's still on the plane. That actually doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> she, <laughs> she kills. Right. Goes there, leaves, yeah, she kills, and then flies uh, over yeah, and Andrea. Comes back. Yeah, exactly. What's the, what's the first guy's name? It's not Buzz Bronski. Uh, Sal, no. Who's the third yeah, guy? Yeah, it was. The first guy in the movie. Um, Chucky Saul. Chucky Saul. Yeah. Um, your angel, your angel death. of death awaits. Yeah, if they, <laughs> it was just her. It was just the Dana Delaney voice. Hashtag your angel Chucky of death Saul. awaits. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Brett, Red, Brett Redner as the phantasm. Uh, oh, the only other thing on this one was that uh, to play into the speaking to the dead thing was that at the end of the movie, she's on the boat, and the birthday boy is like, oh, sorry, did you want to be alone? And she's like, I am. And so it's a, the, this doesn't really make any sense, but it's saying, I think this is trying to say that she says she's alone because she no longer has access to whatever supernatural powers because of the actions that she's taken in the movie. That but doesn't she just really kills make a bunch sense. of people. So, yeah, yeah, why that final thing? I don't know. Or maybe she's None like on really a cruise works. ship and there's no graveyards around, so she can <laughs> yeah, actually she talk. Can't speak to dead people. Yeah. There's no dead people. <laughs> I am alone because I got on this boat. <laughs> Why did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> I should murder someone so I can talk to them. Oh, it's just her and Bruce Willis. <laughs> I mean, the... Just her and Bruce Willis yeah. chilling on the boat. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Spoilers. Bruce Willis for... can't talk to dead people. Only in a movie. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's plenty of DC characters. Like Dead Man and Constantine and all like supernaturally dead talking sure. kind of people, but they're uh, this movie. You know, it's part of an era of the DCAU where that stuff doesn't really happen. Right. It could, but I don't. Dead think Man. That... Dead Man's a little trickier because it's like people can't talk to him, but he can talk yeah. to you when he possesses <laughs> you. A person. Yeah, yeah, and it's a matter of realizing like, oh, that's Dead Man now. Uh, last <laughs> one that I had because I don't think we have a lot of time to talk about this stuff before it gets tedious. Um, but I really like this one. I don't agree with it, but I think it's very interesting to think about. Um, someone has theorized that Jean Jones was replaced by the Justice Lord Jean Jones at the end of A Better World. Because um, you see all the Justice Leagues fighting their Justice Lords counterparts, and all, both of the Jeans transform into the same like hornback monster thing that are fighting each other in the sky. And then systematically, Luthor is like shooting each one of the Justice Lords with his power disruptor thing, uh, and you see him shoot Justice Lord John. Uh, but this theory, I guess, is that he actually actually shoots the wrong one, um, and then the re- then Justice Lord John transforms back into Justice League John and is just John for the rest of the series. Um, Interesting. But the only the only main problem with this, I guess, is that. You see Justice Lord John transform back into himself briefly before Luthor shoots him. So why would Justice League John do that and then get shot with the beam? <laughs> like that's yeah. the main thing I think that goes against this. Maybe um, while they're while they were fighting in the sky, right? They're like these kind of like half dragon genie looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monsters. And they're like twisting around, so maybe they're like fighting. Yeah. And like Justice Lord John whispers like. 
I don't know, I need to take over. Like, I, there's something <laughs> you don't know, and I need to yeah. be here. <laughs> yeah, but they never have any sort of revelation of that later. Like, the, I think the, the main thing that could go toward this, I guess, is that over the course of the rest of the series, Jean becomes more and more distant from everybody. And so maybe if it's if it's Justice Lord Jean, maybe he's like, I don't belong here, kind of a thing. But I think that's just a, char- a character trait of Martian Manhunter in general. Yeah. It's not like a... He wouldn't. He doesn't have to be like he's several different times on the show has been like, uh, I'm not. I'm just gonna go away now, and they'll be like, No, come back. You know, okay. And then you just <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I don't think it's anything to read into, but no. um, I do like the idea of it because um, after that episode, we have Secret Society where he and Clayface get switched in the same kind of thing, um, like where he pretends to be Clayface for a while. Uh, right, um, and right. if you like, if you know that ahead of time, the dialogue from Jean as Clayface is kind of questionable because he says like, "Why don't we just kill him right now?" and stuff like that. Where it's like, <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> like, you're just get, to make it be like, let's thing, just but, like, yeah, I'm tired of infiltrating your group. Let's just get it over with so we can stop you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just as like Jean going like, "This is my chance. I can murder them all." Yeah, I don't. Or, I don't or rather, agree. like, I don't think this is incite true, but... incite their like, just to reveal themselves <laughs> to the league and stop them. But. I don't know. He can do like a Pee Wee Herman. I say what? we let him go. What was <laughs> the last time we saw Clayface we before that? Was it Growing Pains and the new Batman Adventures? Clayface has such a weird intertwined... If you include all the comics and video games and everything that continuity-wise work, he has so many back and forths of like dying and then not dying and then being in canisters and then being in Arkham and then not dying again and then dying again and then coming back and all this stuff. And it's just, you kind of just have to like, I mean, if you go by only screen stuff, then yeah, he, he becomes Clayface and then he quote unquote dies in mudslide and then he comes back in growing pains in the Christmas episode Mm. and then you don't see what happens to him and then he's in secret society and that's it. Okay. But there's plenty of like other comic issues. Yeah. Where he's there and then not, and then in Arkham and then not, and then blah, 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 blah. So, and there's that lost episode video game where he's like the main villain. Ah, right. Right. Also like drowns in the Gotham river and all this stuff. He's just a guy. He, he's basically <laughs> immortal, you could say. Yeah. Oh. His condition. Well, we'll get. I'll get to this in comic relief later. But um, yeah. I. I. I mean, this. I don't know. There's a lot. Of, people come up with some interesting theories on these cartoons. It's. 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 I think it's usually. Not to not to discredit the people that come up with these. I don't think that they're necessarily like stupid, but but I think that. Most of the time, these fan theories come out of, like, seeing one thing and going, like, oh, I wonder if blah, 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 without thinking about every other aspect yeah. of it. And that's that's yeah, why yeah. we're discussing it like this. Like, no, he's not. It's not Justice Lord John. Like, why would it be? Because <laughs> there's yeah. another one that uh, was very similar to this, uh, where it's just John it. was replaced by. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was John was replaced by uh, the Brainiac, like, uh clone thing of Jean that they're fighting in Divided We Fall when they when he makes the Brainiac Justice Lords. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. There's another one that he was he's replaced by the Brainiac because we never see the Jeans fighting. They focus mm. on uh Green Lantern and Hawk Girl a bit and they focus on Batman and Flash, but then we never see 
the Jeans fighting. So the theory is that oh, he killed actual Jean and then came, and then the Brainiac duplicate is the rest of the series. But the the Brainiac one would have dissolved away and died like as soon as Brainiac dies. He wouldn't have and, gone to China uh, and like married. Yeah, why this would woman. yeah why would he do anything yeah. that he did ever? Yeah, we, and he also would have had like Brainiac dots all over him and stuff like that. So right, which I this guess, one's even yeah. less. <laughs> Is that in Destroyer that we see him? Like he leaves in Chaos and Earth's yeah. core. That's when he leaves the league no, in season three. To another shore. To another shore. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, prince, yeah. The Viking yeah. Prince one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And then he comes back and destroys They both end in ore, so I understand. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you could say that about so many episodes. Just like every time Jean transforms into a different thing, then he dies and a different Martian comes back <laughs> or something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fan fanboys, man. He's got a brother God, too. We see his brother, uh, Mel- yeah. Malefic or whatever his name is, in uh, Justice yeah. League Doom, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Also voiced by Carl Lumbly, I think. Oh, nice. Um, we never see him on the. Yeah, he's, on he's never in DCAU. DCAU. Yeah. yeah, he just has his wife and couple kids or whatever. Isn't uh, don't he? Doesn't he only have one kid in the comics? Um. Or he has... Yeah, I, I think he has a daughter. Um, I know his wife. Yeah. Her name is Maria. Um, yeah, because I think like in the comics, he has a, one daughter named Kim or something. And then, so on the cartoon, whenever I have to biographize him, his children, I have to always put like, Kim and the other one, because uh, we don't know the name. Just, yeah. But they, they integrated that into the Supergirl show when they show flashbacks of his family. He has two kids instead of one. Yeah, I think it, I know. think in the comics he just has a daughter, Kim. Yeah. yeah. Kim and Kim too. <laughs> Kim and Jim. I don't know. Um, do do we want to move away from these? Are we tired of these, or do we want to do one more? Uh, let's let's go into comic relief. We'll save we'll save okay, some more yeah. for another episode. Comment below, <laughs> wherever you're listening to this or watching or whatever. If you enjoyed us talking about these fan theories, because there's still several of them we want to get through. Uh, hopefully they don't come off as us just going like, God, people are so stupid coming up with these <laughs> fan theories instead of like, because I'm trying to rationalize them as much as possible. I go into them thinking like, okay, yeah, like the like the Brainiac Vision one seems pretty plausible. Um, that's something we talked about at the start of doing these in the first place was that we, we, we are by no means like an official answer to these. We're just saying whether they're plausible or not or just whatever. thinking so. about it critically. Yeah. And if you have any, yeah. any ideas for future discussions or questions, feel free to drop those in the yeah, comments. Throw in your own fan theories. Yeah. We have a couple from our, our, uh, acquaintance it's in Dallas. <laughs> we should discuss shout out point. to dallas but who knows oh yeah um let's move on <laughs> comic relief i was gonna mention um we were talking about clayface for a while did you read batman white knight number two no yet? i still don't have my issue my my oh, store sold out boy. i gotta go pick it up you can well, talk, about, talk about it. it you can if you want to well it has a good a pretty cool Clayface thing in it, but I don't want to spoil it for you because it's a very like, yeah. oh my god thing when you read oh, it. That's cool. Just read it. To if it. you're listening to this, read it because I don't want to. I don't want to tell you. Okay. It's, a, it's something I've never seen before with Clayface. So, um, sweet. But it's a good. It's good. 
I'm enjoying it so far. We talked about it last time, I think. We talked about the first one. Um, I, I feel like it's yeah, really Joker. inspired by the animated series, too. Like, the, the way yeah, that the, the you were characters talking are about drawn. How, mm-hmm. Like, Bruce Wayne has a turtleneck, and Batgirl yeah. and Nightwing look similar to... But also, in the second one, especially, they show a bunch of the rogues, and they have, like, exact dialogue from the cartoons, and they look a lot like the cartoon versions and stuff like that. So yes, that's fun. You'll enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Nightwing and Batgirl are, like, a little modernized... In their costumes, but that's cool. yeah, they got like he's got like a jean jacket or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Batgirl's mask looks a little bit more like her um, her current version from the comics. Uh, they call it her Burnside outfit, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her like more hipster Batgirl look. Right, right. Yeah, I guess I could talk if we're not going to talk about that. I could talk about the uh, Batman and Harley Quinn number four. Is that what just came out? Yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. It was. Yeah. I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's another one that was part of the Last Call book that came with the Best Buy release of the movie. So it's nothing new to us necessarily, but it's still a weird. I don't know. It's just one of those like th- these are all. This is a sequel comic to the Batman and Harley Quinn movie. These are all just little stories that take place two days after the movie, three days after the movie, or whatever. Like, they acknowledge exactly when it happens. And this one was just a weird, like, unnecessary Nightwing story where he's just... He feels, like, second-rate compared to Batman, and he's, like, bored with everything he's doing and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, remember when you punched him in the face and... (laughs) In In old wins, yeah. Yes, what? Of course, you don't like doing this. What are you talking? It's about? It's also like he's pi- um, he's pining for Harley Quinn. Like he's like, oh, I don't know where Harley yeah. went. Like he goes into the Super Babes diner looking for her again, like looking for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I know I told you this already, but I would have loved to see a little scene where he runs to the Starfire, uh, who was yeah. working there. And she did a little cameo <laughs> in the movie. Completely distracted. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like naming a Starfire. <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of uh, I saw a meme that was. Uh, like Jon Snow and Nightwing, the same person? Did I send that to you? No, just because uh, of their butts. Because they both have yeah. their butts. <laughs> that was that was part of it. Yeah, right. because <laughs> was, yeah, uh... I just know they're both known for their butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both got good old butts. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, a shot. Right. There's a shows... shot from that comic you're talking about where they're like someone's. Checking yeah, out exactly. Butt. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna. That's what it was making me think of it. Yeah, like. Yeah, the Harley Quinn girl at Super Babes just That's says, it. like, mm-hmm. I hate to see you go on second thought, maybe not, or something, and is just looking at his butt as he's leaving. Yeah. And it's not even, like, a well-drawn, not to, this isn't, this is a weird thing to say, it's not a well-drawn cartoon butt. It's just, <laughs> like, it's just, like, a highlight line on his black costume that's, like, okay, like, if you're going to emphasize that one. Right. <laughs> Well, it's, all throughout it's our, the probably movie, better so. than that uh, one screenshot of Harley's butt. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, where she has like two butts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoever animated that one. That's yeah. Great. Well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, yeah. The 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 Kit Harrington Dick Grayson meme was like, oh, Jon Snow and Nightwing are the same person. They both like redheads, and it just shows Batgirl and Starfire mm. with Egret, uh, and then it, yeah, the butt thing, and then there was like the. I guess at some point in the comics, Nightwing died and then came back to life, but I don't know about that. Um, that's that's yeah. what I compared it to. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And then there was, uh, then it just shows the Incredibles uh, teacher character. The coincidence? I think not, guys. So. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a coincidence. Well, and they're both. And then they, they they did that Jon Snow Nightwing thing in Metal. They didn't include that though. Oh yeah, well, meme. that just so. happened. Yeah, <laughs> Metal number three. Yeah. There's like a weird caption. Like Nightwing yeah. is like all decked out in like Jon Snow gear, like a fur coat and stuff. And there's a little captain. Yeah. So like, how want to see <laughs> how Jon Snow Nightwing happened? Read this issue. Yeah, <laughs> to learn more about Jon Snow Nightwing. Yeah, yeah it was like the Nightwing yeah, issues that tied in with Metal, but. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the like third the issue, the third issue of um, Batman and Harley Quinn, the sequel, the one um, it featured Swamp Thing, like the DCAU oh, version yeah, of Swamp yeah. Thing that we see for a second at the end of the movie, and it was a really mm. good read. It's it's all about the Floronic Man. Yeah, it actually Man. has Parliament of Trees, and yeah, yeah, we get to learn more about the Floronic Man's backstory. Jason Woodrow, um, we get to see Swamp Thing like in action, and it's really yeah. cool. It's at the end, it's dedicated to Lynn Wayne, the creator of something. Yeah, I saw that. Earlier yeah. This year. yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that was a better ending than the movie's actual ending. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. fit with the tone of the movie, but yeah, all these sequel and prequel comics have felt more like actual DCAU than the movie did. <laughs> so, I, I I definitely enjoyed uh, them actually fighting, and it kind of seems like Floronic Man dies like for real at the end of that. That's what um, it seems if like. I remember right. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty gross tissue you got there. <laughs> well, we're an hour through the podcast, man. <laughs> well, um, uh, so let me tell you what yeah. I read. I read the sure. uh, I read Batman Lost. It was a tie-in to Metal. Always talking about Metal. I did too on here for Comic Relief. Yeah, Batman Lost was amazing sure. though. It was really fun. It was uh, yeah. So in that at the end of Metal number three, Batman's like, well, I guess the end of Metal number two. Batman's stuck in the dark right. multiverse and the heroes of um, Earth Zero are on the... They're trying to find him. Um, and Batman Lost is what Bruce is going through while he's stuck in the dark multiverse. Um, right. And so it starts with him as an old man. He's sitting in his study, the same one we see in year one where he looks up at the window and we see the bat. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. there. His granddaughter comes in. Bruce has a granddaughter named Janet, which... It's a weird name, Janet. Maybe it becomes popular again in the future. I don't know. Hi, but... Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, <laughs> Bruce. Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does, because Janet, like, later in the issue, turns into this demon does, creature. Yeah. And she, like, hops up yeah. on the ceiling Revealed and, like, kisses at him. actual Janet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Janet. Yeah, she's under Succubus. she's misunderstood. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Janet hops up on Bruce's lap and she's like, Tell me a story and he starts to kind of tell her about Zorro, but she's like, No, I want a real story. So then you see this yeah. whole bookshelf of Batman stories that are like popular comics that have been published throughout his seventy year run. As, yeah, yeah. You know, and so we see stuff like Nightfall, Hush, Court of Owls, Long Halloween. But what I thought was really cool. There's one book on the shelf called No Justice, which isn't a story. It hasn't been published yet. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe that is like Snyder and Capullo, That's like upcoming. teasing their yeah. up, like a Justice League story that they're working on together called No Justice. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I do like the line uh, about like. Yeah, like all they they all kind of contradict each other, but all of them happened, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. That he says there, <laughs> the bane of our existence. But um. <laughs> that's like yeah. DC's always kind of done that. Like every couple of years when they reshuffle the continuity, like with Zero Hour and an Infinite Crisis, there's like mm-hmm. almost always a little line that's like, yeah, like all these things happened, but like maybe not in the same way, you know? Right. 
So you, it's just up to your interpretation. Yeah. Or just the fact that recently we've been seeing stuff like uh, the Flashpoint universe and Crisis and stuff like that, that like it did actually happen or it's just happening right now in a different universe right. and stuff like that or a different earth or whatever. So yeah, that they're not all, all the stories happen at some point on some plane of existence. And that's exactly, that's <clears throat> like what Hypertime was supposed to do in the nineties. Like DC yeah. came up with the thing of the idea of Hypertime, which is essentially what we're talking about. And Mark Wade was the guy who wrote it onto continuity in the kingdom, which was his uh, sequel follow up to kingdom come. That is a trippy mess of a comic book. If I'm not, I'm not necessarily recommending it, but if you like Kingdom Come and you like DC and you want to read something that's like just really out there, look up the Kingdom. <laughs> Weirdly, they they you they reuse that Hypertime uh, name in Static Shock oh, for really? a completely different thing. The, there's like a bad guy he fights that kind of is like uh quicksilvery where like he can he just slows down time and then moves normally in it oh, um it's... and they call that like when he does that they call that hyper time okay like, i think that was just a cool word they thought they were making up but they didn't look into the fact that that already yeah, exists already so a something concept. completely different yeah. <laughs> yeah well i heard so we're recording this on uh wednesday the 15th but so right. as as far as I know, today we're supposed to get um, Batman: The Man Who Laughs on the shelves. Oh yeah, I need to go and grab that. After I we're hear that they're talking about Hypertime. <clears throat> Hypertime is brought mm. up in that book. Um, it also is brought up by the Flash and the recent crossover, The Button, with him and Batman. He talks mm-hmm. a little bit about Hypertime mm-hmm. there. Um, so it, it's still very much in play. And if it is, that means like the fifty-two worlds of the multiverse are just like the tip of the iceberg. You know, it just, yeah. it, it means like anything is possible. It's just a matter of what, yeah, just whatever right, serves yeah. the story. Well, the, yeah, because they've, they've introduced now this upside down version of the, yeah. of the 52 uh, worlds, like the dark version of them or whatever. And they all crumble apart because they're not meant to be or whatever. But mm-hmm. they, it, that's already just like, oh, you doubled everything. Yeah. <laughs> so made it, made it exists, negative. Also exists there. Right, right. Yeah. Which has kind of been done before with the antimatter universe. Like the antimatter mm-hmm. has its own multiverse, so then the positive matter has right, its but own it, multiverse. Yeah, and this is like the dark matter version or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just all... keep coming. They, they'll just keep coming up with whatever they want for forever. <laughs> it's <fine>. exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Batman Lost also <clears throat> had a lot of really cool allusions to past stories uh, that we've seen before, like <clears throat> particularly. Um, Batman The Return of Bruce Wayne that was written by Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. It was like a follow-up to Batman R.I.P. and Final Crisis. Right. Um, but that introduced the whole Bat Tribe stuff, like Batman is a caveman. Um, yeah. And he was kind of like this whole... That whole series was about Batman lost through time, and he's trying to find his way back to the present. But the the heroes in the present, uh, Superman, Booster Gold, and Hal Jordan, they're trying to stop Batman from getting back to the present because he has this... like dark side virus that's attached to him is called the hyper adapter mm. and the hyper adapter has been name dropped a couple times in this issue of batman lost and metal a couple of other times so if you see mm. hyper adapter that's the dark side virus that they were trying to stop okay. in return of bruce wayne and so it's also kind of understood that the hyper adapter might have been barbados the demon barbados mm. whatever barbie, <laughs> barbie. <laughs> the yeah. old barb so 
Um, maybe they're the same. <laughs> Barbacoa. Yeah. So there was allusions of that with the caveman stuff. Um, there was this demonic ritual in Victorian era. This ancestor named Thomas Wayne um, encountered this d- demonic ritual. They were sacrificing this virgin <coughs> who looks a lot Thomas like Selena. Some other. Well, there was Thomas. It's, a- another, it's just a Wayne. There was an Alan Wayne in that too, who was using. Yeah, yeah like a court of owls looking spyglass and like freaking out like there's metals <clears throat> in the building and then he like yeah. runs out in the streets and like his bathrobe you know and he, he kind of yeah. gets crazy <laughs> um but that's like an allusion to court of owls and gates of gotham those series um but yeah there's there was a lot of a lot of references yeah to batman lost just has a ton of just references to other batman stuff i really liked the uh revelation i guess that barbados is is the bat that crashes through his window that's the big like, one makes him batman in the first place yeah yeah, yeah. That's <clears throat> or you know tells him or gives him the idea of being using that moniker using that exactly visual um we yeah. could all go full circle yeah i think we're that gonna find that, out a lot more that i thought was really yeah Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. It's okay. I'm just saying. I think that that. <laughs> oh my God! See, this is the problem with having recording these over the exactly Google Hangouts. All right, I was. Just I'm going to talk say... now. The, uh, um, no. <laughs> okay, go. Jim, I go. think we're going to learn more about Barbados. <laughs> There's more to his backstory and and his character that I think is going to be unveiled. We'll figure that out soon. Hopefully by the end of the series. Your turn. Oh, can I speak now? Okay. Yeah, the uh, <coughs> the bat thing. <coughs> the thing where he's the bat. I like that, but it's also kind of it like it was a cool oh my god, it's that's always been what it is thing. But it, it all it also feels like a they're kind of reaching for like what have we not done yet? Like, okay, we we did Joe Chill being the Joker in the 89 movie. We changed that. We did like a little revelation thing there. Uh, we did like, oh, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman in the other universe. Like what other Batman origin thing have we not like toyed Messed with? with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a bat. We've had like Th- what, Thomas Wayne. Is that important? Yeah. Like Bruce's father has like been revealed to be like evil in the past too. So there's always yeah, like they yeah. try to tweak stuff like that. And all the Court of Owls stuff, like, oh, that was always going on, and this was always going on, and that was always going on, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there was something in there, oh, there's just some, there's like a page, <laughs> there's a page uh, where you see Barbie, uh, like, talking to Bruce, uh, it's like a full two-page spread where he's just fanned out across the whole thing, and he's like shouting at him about his life and everything, and, yeah, and you yeah. see all these different batman in the background in different costumes and different like animal traits and stuff like that and like six of those batman have yellow batman beyond bat symbols <laughs> and yeah. it just pissed me off so, like are you doing this to me on purpose they know it's your greatest nightmare <laughs> i know james strecker is gonna read this so i should probably <laughs> put in all the yellow batman beyond <laughs> yeah one of them looks like yeah. batman beyond in particular yeah um, yeah with a yellow thing yeah there's uh got- there's also like a weird uh like llama dog looking like giraffe necked Batman lizard creature thing <laughs> and like he's very small but it's just like, oh, so yeah, weird like yeah. he's like an insect <laughs> he just has yeah. like a really long neck and he's a weird bug man yeah yeah i just described it as a giraffe llama lizard bug but you know that seems pretty accurate <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> slash just bat slash human. new animal 
it's like they're doing a lot of um, <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot of rick and morty like the way they approach the multiverse like where sometimes you're yeah. in a universe where you're a giraffe llama giraffe <laughs> yeah that's true. i said giraffe twice i forget whatever you had <laughs> whatever <laughs> that thing giraffe. is that abomination of also a martian manhunters <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the uh that's a callback to the last episode of 12th level intellects um the uh, yeah there's like the universe where they're all like rabbits and frogs and stuff like the like justice superman's a rabbit and oh yeah yeah, yeah. um the, like the Captain Carrot in the Zoo Crew world or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captain Carrot, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that would be kind of funny to do like a Rick and Morty, like, oh, and this like Batman and Superman get like horribly murdered. So then they just hop to a different universe. That's this is universe is the same exact thing that we were in, except in this one they're not. We're already dead. So or whatever. Except in this one, <laughs> Justice Lord John replaced him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clayface is actually John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, we have talked plenty. I think. Yeah. Um, well, it's been fun. Where can people find us, Ted? We are on YouTube and SoundCloud under. Um, Let's see. On SoundCloud, we are WDB12. Oh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to forego SoundCloud. Um, you can go there for now. This will be up on there this week. But I'm looking into how to do it through iTunes instead because I'm sure it's not difficult. I just have to take the time to do it just because apparently they don't tell you this when you sign up for SoundCloud, but apparently you get a, a specific amount of time that you can upload before you have to start paying for it. And we've already maxed that out with two episodes. So it like automatically took down the first episode by me putting up the third episode. Uh, and that's not going to fly with me. So we're also, uh, for now, we're on uh, podcasts.com. Um, there's no specific slash whatever. So if you just search 12th Level Intellects, it's the only one that will pop mm-hmm. up. Um, but all the episodes will be on there for free, and we will continue to upload there um, as YouTube, well as YouTube. It's yeah, Watchtower watch database. database. <laughs> Jinx. Yep. Um, yeah, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at DCAU Watchtower. Uh, what else? I don't know. That's the news. Oh, if you want to send us fan theories or questions, comments, etc., we'll... We'll start adding a little uh, segment on here where we talk, we take people's letters and recommendations and whatever. Uh, on, yeah. Uh, you can email us at at uh, info at DC. Oh my God, I always say that info at watchtowerdatabase.com. That's the it. Address. That's it. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we'll give you, you shout outs. Uh, shout yeah. outs in the episode. And look forward to Legacies number four in like a week. It's uh, coming soon. soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. You, by the time you're listening to this, the teaser probably already came out. So. And I've already started lettering the next one. So, Oh, my goodness. That's exciting. You're so ahead of the game. Did you fix the stuff I, I recommended fixing on number four? <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the people won't know. It's always going to be great and perfect. Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks on Monday, the something. For sure. Something. And in the meantime, <laughs> we're also on Patreon. We're posting continuous updates oh, yeah. under JTS Entertainment. It's our kind of yep. sister channel sort of thing that you run. Mr. Yeah. Striker. 
and we just we're we're doing a Justice League review. Uh, we'll also be talking probably next episode of this. We'll be talking about the Justice League movie. We didn't Definitely. quite make it for this week, um, so because it, it premieres yeah. tomorrow. Well, plenty so. of thoughts. Well, plenty of things to say about that. I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. exciting. Okay. Bye. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Have a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs>